This is episode 552 for April 2019. And you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that opening song is from Ace of Bass. It's called The Sign. And it was the number one song back in April of 1994. And that is the month and the year that we're going back to for this episode of Spider History with JR. Uh, before we uh, get to the episode, I want to thank some people that uh, make podcasts like this possible by supporting us through Patreon. Patreon.com slash crawlspace if you'd like to join in the in the ranks of people that support us. So personal thank you to Stephen, Frederick, Dom, Christopher, uh, hashtag something good for you. Common Omelette, Symbiobro, Jose, Joey, Will, Taylor, Nick, Brian, Kean, Alex, Jay, Stuart, Stephen, James, Austin, JB, Halfskimo, Michael O, Michael K, Andrew, Patrick, Laura, Avenji, Craig, Jonathan, Federico, Ricky, Lee, Thomas, Zach, Dowd, David, Tun Hisongu, uh, Frazetta Hulk, Alex, Michael R, Mayor, Adam, and Robert B. If you would like to support things you like, like this podcast on our website, we could use it. I appreciate each and every one of you that do it. So log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. And uh, you can also hear some exclusive episodes, like we just uh, put up a Who is the Scented Demon podcast. We have flow charts and graphs. And uh, Mark and Peter really got into it, who they suspect the Scented Demon is. Maybe we named the suspect. Who knows? Also, we've got satellite, uh, spider satellite reviews up on the uh, Patreon page for you to listen to. But this one is open to the masses, so let's uh, get on with JR and uh, turn down the Ace of Bass, and let's hear JR's lovely bass voice. <laughs> I have no segue. Roll the episode. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our Spider History of April. Uh, we're going back to 1994 with JR. Welcome, JR. Oh, I thank you. I haven't seen you since last month. <laughs> I know. It's amazing how time flies, those 30 days. Yeah, so, which books are we reviewing? We've got Amazing 388. Well, you know, it's Amazing 388. Um, and um, I'm not sure what the rest, you know, the I've got the rest of them, <clears throat> our pursuit, the pursuit um, We've story, got- but I don't know. I don't know if there's any more to that or, or any more this month or not. We've got spec to 11. We've got, okay. I got web that. 111. Web 111. We adjective list Spider-Man 45. Okay. Got that I, one. I'm yeah, assuming yeah. you're, you don't want to do mutant agenda, which is the beast and Spider-Man, the newspaper strip. No, I don't because one, yeah. I haven't read it. So, I mean, I've got uh, it, I haven't read it. Spider-Man 2099 came out this month. Uh, mm. This is the nineties folks. So, According to spiderfan.org, we've Spider-Man appeared in 2099 Unlimited number 4, Amazing Spider-Man 388, Ghost Rider 48, Marvel Tales 284, Marvels, the the Alex Ross book, Morbius number 20, Night Watch number 1, Night Watch came out this month, JR. That was the Spawn ripoff, right? Mm-hmm. It was. Shroud. That was not e- not even not even a good thinly disguised ripoff i know but they're making Jeez. a movie out of it if sony will have their way and i think spike lee was talking about it shroud number two came out uh spider-man 2099 number 18 came out Mar- spider-man classics number 13 came out two reprints yeah. books of spider-man this month yeah the spider-man um, classics went back to the lee ditko years didn't it, it did hulk versus venom came out 
Uh, Thunderstrike number seven, Spider-Man was in. What's volume two, number two? What is that? That's on their their website. Um, oh, it's the collect. Never mind. It's not a comic. Venom, the enemy within number three came out. So that is a lot of Spider-Man random appearances. It is the 90s after all. It is the 90s. So, so we're, we're going to stay with the, uh, yeah, the main the ones. Core, the core titles. Amazing 388. Did you buy the foil cover, JR? No, I didn't. I just got I the did. cover. I um, did. I don't know if I saw the foil cover, to be honest. I think or it could be that I figured since I was already paying two twenty-five, yeah, for this one, that that was more than an, what a comic book was worth. <laughs> so, you know, I Little wasn't did paying, you know. I wasn't paying a dollar more for the foil cover. So. <laughs> I did. Uh, how many and how many copies of Spider-Man number one do you have? Oh my gosh! You know, I actually sold some of those off recently. Uh, not recently, five years ago. I I bought ten copies of each uh, variant. Uh, ten of the silver, ten of the green, ten of the bags. There's two bags. Uh, I also mailed off for um, five silver and five green autographed by Todd McFarlane. Because in the comics or something, or maybe Comic Buyer's Guide told me if you wrote to this address, ship them some money in a small envelope, you would get comics back. And I have them signed by Todd McFarlane from the Spider's Web Comic Shop, I think is what it was called. Come think of it. So how many Spider-Man number ones did you buy? We need. Have we reviewed that in Spider history? <sighs> Spider-Man number know. one, uh, 1990. I have, you know, I do not have my list with me. Because uh, JR I, I, makes a list of every spider history, so we don't repeat. Yeah, I um, and uh, that and um, yeah, I do. I've got a, I've got a a, a a grid, and I have them all all written down, so we don't repeat. Yeah. Or or if we do, or or if we repeat, we do for a reason. So far, we've only repeated one one uh, uh, month and year, right. and that was the uh, first issue of the first reboot uh 99 so yeah um but um yeah this is um right we are going to do amazing spider-man number 388 okay and the reason we're doing this um you know brad gives me alternative typically uh and i know i've said this before but anyway how how we come up with the spider history brad throws like some alternatives out there and i look through them and i see what they are uh and i you know pick one based on you know one whether we've done it before uh, or, or whether there's something intriguing or interesting, uh, about it. And this month was the end of the famous robot parents storyline. Oh, Hate the that story. Really, like it, it. It really, the beginning of the end of Spider-Man as we knew it. This folks yeah. was, li this literally was ushering in the clone saga. Uh, and Michelini was getting out too. He was almost done. Yeah. Well, you know, he, uh, he wanted to stay till 400. I don't know exactly why he didn't make it. Uh, but I mean, that was his goal because what he was going to do in 400 was he was going to kill off Eddie Brock and have Venom, uh, then start jumping from various, um, mm. that was his original plan, uh, and have Venom jump to, to various people. But Eddie Brock Venom became too popular and the rest is history. So, yeah. So anyway, you want to do the, um, I will David Michelini writing Mac Mark Bagley on art. Okay. Um, as you all know, 
Peter Parker's parents were <laughs> shield agents, spy yeah. shield agents, whatever. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what they are now because, um, considering that when they first were, uh, they first uh, disappeared after World War II. They served in World War II, along with Wolverine, by the way, um, and they were killed by the Red Skull, uh, but who wasn't the real Red Skull? Uh, but anyway, so so that's you know it was Spider-Man Annual Number Five. We first met Peter Parker's parents, and they uh, they had died in a plane crash, and that was it. Until Amazing Spider-Man Number Three Sixty Three or Three Sixty Four, where we were introduced to a middle-aged couple. Uh, this was after the Soviet Union had fallen. The Iron Curtain had fallen. The Soviet Union collapsed. And the Soviet camps were opened. And this middle-aged couple walked out to freedom for the first time in 20-odd years. And it just so happened these were Richard and Mary Parker. Or right. so we thought. So there was always supposed to be a mystery of whether or not they were really his parent, Peter's parents. And apparently... Danny Fingeroth, who is the editor, and I believe Michael Michelini, and I didn't have a chance to go back. I think it might be in that book, um, the the writers on Spider Man or something like that. The uh, wrote that was a good book. Um, I think Michelini said that Fingeroth could not make up his mind whether the parents were legit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they were, sometimes they weren't, and so it made it made absolute hell to to try to keep it straight. Yeah. So this went on for two years. Mm-hmm. Four titles a month for two years. Did you think the, they, they were real when you were reading it? Well, you know, uh, no, no, no. I, I never did. Uh, and the reason I never did was just because I didn't know where they would go with it. Right. Um, and, and actually, actually, I, I, I have a, I have an idea on if they had been real, where they should have gone with it. Um, because, because when you think about it, the whole, what are you going to do with them unless you kill off Aunt May, you know, and what, what's your theory? What should they have done with it? Tell us real quick. What, well, no, well, what, what I think they should have done with it. I think they should have been, if they were real and see, here's the thing. And this is, this is to me why they couldn't have been real, but it is comic books. People, one, if, if, if you survived, if you, if you, which is highly unlikely that you would survive 20 years in a Soviet gulag, okay? Right. But if you did, you would be so damaged. And really, the, the, to me, if you were going to make them real, you could, you could bring them back, but they would, they just, they would, and try as they may, they would not be able to fit into society. And at the very end, Peter would have to go to Nick Fury and said, Nick, I, you know, cause Nick knows the Peter Spider-Man, you know, and obviously, and, and Peter would go to Nick and said, Nick, you know, they need, I, I can't, there's nothing I can do for him. And Nick said, well, Peter, we take care of our own. I'll make sure that they're taken care of and that they're happy. You know, well, that probably should have been it, you know, but mm. I, I mean, there was, so I never really believed they were real because one, like I said, there's no way they would have survived 20 years in a Soviet prison. And even then they wouldn't have come out halfway normal. Um, but yeah. you know, it just, but where would they go? Where, what would you do with them? It's it's like the kids yeah. when, when Straczynski wanted the, 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 the goblin twins to be Peters, what do you do on, with them once you got them? So anyway, this went on for two years. Yeah. And 
the story, the predecessor story to that, the vulture was in there, and the vulture, uh, the vulture's trying to be young again. So in a previous issue, he had sucked out Spider-Man's life force, and he became young, and Peter Parker became old. Well, at the end of 387, that situation reversed itself, and we meet, <coughs> and we meet uh, the vulture's employer at that time, who happens to be the chameleon. Now, in the previous issue, we also learned Peter decided, you know, that he was going to reveal to his mom and dad. He he felt convinced they were his mom and dad. Now, Aunt May didn't believe they were. Something Aunt May always thought something was off about him. Right. Uh, but you know, she hired a private detective. The private detective couldn't find anything. Uh, but you know, so so Peter and everybody's well. Aunt May Aunt May's old. She's senile. You know, so that's probably what it is. She's just going crazy. And uh, that's why she ha has a bad feeling. So anyway, Peter reveals to them at the end of 387 that uh, he's Spider-Man. And, of course, the last page is, well, you know what this means. Peter has to die. So, <laughs> you know, you know they're not fake. So what this is, and so basically this is another one of the cham – the chameleon still wants to be the crime lord of all New York. No idea why, but he just wants it. Okay, he wants to be the crime lord of all New York. But one thing he needs to do is he need, he needs to get Spider Man out of the way. So, what do you do? Well, Peter Parker takes a lot of pictures of Spider Man. So what we'll do is we'll create robots or simulacra or whatever shape shifting robots. We'll disguise them as Peter Parker's parents. Think they're you know he'll think they're real, and he will confide in them what he knows about Spider Man. Mm -hmm. And he'll tell them Spider-Man's identity. I'll know Spider-Man's identity and I'll be able to hunt Spider-Man wherever he goes, whatever. And it's like, okay. Yeah. That may, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that, uh, that, that, that one that Peter would just say, Oh, by the way, I, I, I trust you and love you so much. I'm going to tell you this guy's identity, by the way, you know, uh, I'm not sure, but anyway, it's comic books, boys and girls. So anyway, the robots are evil now. Okay. They've that now that PC, the, there was always a, the, the, the connection between Peter and Spider-Man was always kind of the tripwire that would make the robots realize that they were robots and they weren't Peter's real parents. So they report back to the chameleon and, well, mom is getting soft, but dad is, you know, just hardcore supervillain. He's hardcore evil robot now. And he's about to tell Chameleon that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And, and then Spider-Man, you know, who's followed him, jumps through. And as I go through here, you know, we've got this big old, we, we have this big old fight. Uh, you know, robot dad turns, you know, kind of turns into half dad, half robot. Uh, and they have a big fight. And... The vault during this fight, the vulture decide, you know, wanting to be young again, decides to suck the life force out of Peter's mom. Peter's mom whacks Peter's dad and kills Peter's dad. Mm. Well, actually, he's just a robot or whatever. She bashes him or no, she sticks an electric, uh, you know, just a, a, a big electric line laying around you. Hey, Chi Town Spidey's here. Hey, wow. what's up, Chi Town? Oh, okay. Does that mean we have to do, do, do we have to behave now or something? Anyway, well, Spider-Man have been for an hour and a half. <laughs> Spider-Man jumped through an air vent shouting, no, if I remember. Well, you do remember correctly. That's exactly what he did. Yeah. So, anyway, so his mom, uh, robot mom picks up this big electric cable, sticks robot, sticks it into robot dad uh, and robot dad fries. Well, then Vulture, 
looking for a life force to suck, sucks all the life force and turns robot mom old. Vulture's young, robot mom's old, okay? And then robot mom in her dying moments confesses to Peter that she loves him. And Peter goes, and Peter goes, ah, Okay. Well, of course, Vulture gets arrested. Vulture's kind of like zombified right now because he drained the life force of artificial life. Uh, so he's kind of like, you know, and, and Peter is, is, is abs- starting to go bonkers now, you know, and, and here's the thing. Peter says, so I'm going to find the chameleon. The chameleon got away. So I'm going to find the chameleon and more important, I'm going to find whoever put him up to this. Now, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Again, I didn't read this word for word, boys and girls. You know, I got, you know, only so much time and I did. But I don't recall throughout this whole story, the chameleon implying that he worked for anybody. The vulture was working for the chameleon. This was the chameleon's, you know, uh, the chameleon was doing this, mm-hmm. wanting to become crime lord of all New York <clears> and also <throat> to get revenge on Spider-Man for the death of Craven. Because I don't think it was revealed that they were half brothers yet, but they were friends. You know, uh, they both came from Russia. Uh, and I think the chameleon had been Craven's servant boy or whatever. I don't, like I said, I don't think they were revealed to be half brothers this time. But so he wanted to get revenge on Spider-Man for the death of Craven. And all of a sudden, Peter says, I'm going to find the chameleon and whoever put him up to this. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, that's the first time it's ever been hinted that anybody else was behind this. Yeah. Um, so that ends... That ends. That is the end of ro- robot parents. Um, I, I, why was this issue? Why was this issue double sized? I mean, there's other stories in the back. Three eighty eight seems like an odd number to double. Is it because it's Michelinie's last? Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know if it's because of the end of the. But see, it's not even Spider Man story. The next story is Venom: The Lost Days. Okay, yeah. because this is where. See, this is where, and Michelinie's writing them. And I guess Michelini did not agree with the direction that Venom was going. Didn't like the whole anti-hero thing. Yeah. But I believe he said that it was going to happen regardless. Mm -hmm. So he tried to stay with it as long as he could and influence it as much as he could. He figured if Venom was going to go, he was going to be the, an anti-hero, he was going to stick with it and try to, to stay on top of it as, as best he can. Right. So, so what we do is we get, we get these little humanization stories. Eddie Brock is not a murdering psychopath. Okay. You know, he, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't break out of prison and he doesn't, or actually he doesn't go into a church and kill a young security guard, you know, suffocate him so that he can, you know, so that uh, he can go to this church and pray to his God and, and uh, you know, hunt Spider-Man or whatever. And he doesn't bust out of prison later and kill another security guard. You know, he doesn't, you know, he's not that psychopath. He's actually just kind of a broken dude because you know spider-man uh, uh, uh exposed his fake story so the story is you know eddie helping out this vietnam war veteran um you know he helps uh you know like what is it what is it here oh yeah spider eddie wants to learn to sneak up on people and do devious things and he figures well let me find an old soldier an old soldier will tell me what i need to do so he finds this down on his luck vietnam veteran by the name of chuck 
Chuck. Yeah. yeah. So he tries to help him out. You know, you help me out. I'll help you out. You know, and so the the the, the soldier teaches him about subterfuge and all <clears> kinds <throat> of things. And that's how Eddie starts to learn to sneak up on Peter, you know, and, and that's where we get the the, the web of eight number 18 panel of web of Spider-Man where just his hand shoves Peter into into the railroad tracks. And, the first and technical like appearance of Eddie Brock. Yeah. And, uh, well, of course it turns out the, 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 the veteran goes and he takes Eddie's money. He buys drugs. He ODs. What a sad story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just, that's just kind of typical of the, the rehabilitation nonsense. Yeah. And, you know, Eddie is saying, uh, Chuck was a decent man who was destroyed by forces. He couldn't fight just like we were destroyed by Spider-Man. But now we can fight and will for Chuck, for Eddie, for every innocent victim in this cold, cruel world. We swear Spider-Man must die. So if you wanted Eddie's logic for hating Spider-Man to be any more tortured, uh, (laughs) you know, here it is. What the Chuck? Yeah. Uh, Another cardiac and chant story at the back of this issue. We don't even have to talk about that. We don't want to. No, cardiac, the the, the foe of managed health care. You know, cardiac was against the health care system. This is is, is a stupid, misguided uh, antihero because the real villain, I mean, if you want to be a superhero uh, and take on the health care industry, you need to be a super accountant or a super lawyer. You don't go blowing shit up, you know. I mean, that, and that's what Cardiac did. He went and he blew blew shit up. We, we need, he, here, here is how Mindworm would work. He's got a big brain. He can do those accounting numbers. He could attack healthcare. There you go. Team up is, with Cardiac. That is how that is how you reform healthcare. You know, by going after the insurance companies and you know not blowing up shit. And it's like, uh, yeah, but this is the nineties. I mean, you know, there's all kind of, you know, all, all kind of crazy ass ideas came out of the nineties. Yeah, so, but anyway, that was the end of robot parents. And now no doubt. Suit starts. All right. Let's see. Um, where you want to go now? Uh, well, it, adjective it, it, list. Yeah. It has to go to adjective. Well, no, actually web. Well, you want to do web? Cause web came out the first, that was the first book of the month back in the day. Oh yeah, Web was uh, Web one eleven. That's ooh. the liz- that's the lizard story. Boys and girls, I didn't yeah. read it. I oh, was confused. Uh, I was confused. I uh, I pulled out Web one twelve because it was the pursuit story. I didn't realize. Oh. An, I didn't realize that any other stories were going on uh, besides uh, robot parents and pursuit. So. It's all right. All right. As JR, as JR said, you half-assed it. (laughs) Are you being sarcastic, JR? I think you are. When am I being sarcastic? Me sarcastic? Do you you remember the savaging? The what? Uh, The savaging, it looks like. Oh, is that the lizard? The lizard and some big robot guy are going at it in Florida. Warrant. Oh. Warrant is the guy's name. Warrant. Warrant. Is it no, sporting ex- Billy to Florida, according to spiderfan.org? Oh, I see. Because Pete, Warrant. Pete, yeah. Warrant is another one of those idiotic. <laughs> they were all, they, they were the rage in the 90s or whatever. All, some kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, biomechanical super soldier or whatever. All these guys, yeah. you know, yeah. like the jury or or that group with round robins. I mean, the, everybody big and, and silver sables, wolf pack or whatever. Everybody had mm-hmm. big honking guns. They flew around in metal suits. They all shot lasers. You know, it, it was like they all, they, they, they should have just 
they, they, they were the same character under a hundred different names. Yeah. So, <laughs> but according uh, to spiderfan.org, who is not our spider historian, but I'll read the summation of it. Peter has to book a charter flight to Florida and admits it's cost half the mortgage to pay for it. Warrant has got Billy who wants to be called William <laughs> with him while he looks for the lizard while Spider-Man web parachutes into the area. Spidey finds the lizard first and tries to stop him attacking some construction workers. Warrant then shows up and holds little William or Billy in front of lizard. The reptile doesn't appear to be showing any signs at all of having curtain sight of him. He attacks Warrant with little regard for his son. Spider-Man saves William, then gets into a three-way battle with Warrant and Lizard. Lizard falls into the quicksand pool. Oh, quicksand. Quicksand pool and sinks. Mrs. Connor shows up with Dr. Kafka and Warrant and his assistant. Uh, from the first issue, are arrested. There you go. And Terry Kavanaugh. Terry Kavanaugh. And, and it had... Uh, mediocre writing, but excellent art by Alex Savick. If it was me, the parents had to be really would taken and left in at the end of this issue. Didn't that start the clone say that's why we're here, Shy Town? Yeah. That's why we're talking about this issue, yeah. Um, or these these issues. So, but sorry, I didn't read. You know, you have to go go it's somewhere okay. to get your web one eleven fix. Uh, we, um, we we said enough of it. Do you even remember that story? Lord knows I didn't. I read it years ago. No. But pursuit starts now. Wait a, minute, pers- wait a minute, pursuit. What issue are we in? 45? We're going to start, yeah, with Spider Man 45. Spider Man 45, okay. Yeah, so basically, we get a recap of robot parents. And this is where Peter is starting to, Peter starts to fray. Now, written by Howard it, Mackey, art by Tom Lyle. Basically, pursuit is four issues of Peter saying nasty shit to Mary Jane. Yeah. Going out as Spider-Man, beating up a bunch of people, talking crazy. Chameleon hires goons to kill Spider-Man. Spider-Man beats him because he's going crazy. And then Spider-Man threatens to kill the chameleon again at the end of the issue. Yeah. We do this three times. <laughs> By the way, we Spider-Man 45, not on Marvel Unlimited, so we can't follow along. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, you know, like I said, I unfortunately didn't have a whole lot of time to, to read this, but I, I did flip through it. And like I said, basically, that's it. That's you pursuit. Know, uh, it, it's three. That's, that's pursuit. And, if, and, and, and it, he eventually becomes the spider, if I remember correctly. But yeah, right? and so so yeah, we get three issues of this, and then in the fourth issue, we we get the the, the chameleon just goes completely bonkers. He he takes Craven's form, you know, and then he starts morphing into all <coughs> kinds of things, and he says, "I'm nobody." Oh, you know, so because Spider Man has picked up because Spider Man has, uh, you know, he goes to to Craven's grave actually, and apparently Craven's body is gone. Chameleon's taking it. Uh, and they go, they, he, so he goes to the old Cravenoff house and they fight and they wind up, I think, back at Craven's grave. And Spider Man rips the, the tombstone off and he's going to crush the chameleon in it with it. But the chameleon, uh, haha, just make it up, JR. I do, would I make up Spidey history? Uh, yeah, anyway, yes, you will. <laughs> and I'll help you. <laughs> and so he's going to crush the chameleon. And the chameleon's just so pathetic, Spider-Man can't kill him. But <laughs> so Spider-Man just kind of then walks into back into the Cravenoff castle, 
and walks to this random computer and starts pressing a bunch of buttons. Now, anybody, I mean, you know that there is no way that you can log on to a computer that ain't your own. Okay. <laughs> Even in 1993. Yeah. He just logs onto it and finds a file that says for Spider-Man's eyes only. <laughs> so like the chameleon, I mean, cause there's other stuff in here, like the history of Peter Parker's parents or whatever. So the chameleon has this computer has access to this computer, but there's a file that says for Spider-Man's eyes only the chameleon didn't bother to read it, you know? Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, so, but so, and then we find out that it's a posthumous, posthumous message from Harry Osborne. Harry stresses the green gob. And remember Harry's dead. He's really dead. He's dead this time. Dead, he's just as, just as dead as Norman uh, at this time. And, you know, Harry says, aha, I thought it would be a funny idea to bring your parents back and cause you and have them and take them away from you and have you and cause you all kinds of misery. Ha ha ha. Gotcha. Spider-Man sags, falls to the ground and starts bawling his eyes out. Um, and that's the end. It, it, there's just all kinds of stupid ass stuff in this. Um, Did you take you know, it through spec also? Is that the end of it? Uh, well, it um, spec was part two. Web was part three. And then the conclusion was amazing. 389 oh, okay. spec 211 was uh, Mike Lackey writing in Sal Buscema on art. Okay. Yeah. So, so Spider-Man adjectiveless ended it. Yes. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, uh, Spider-Man adjectiveless started it and amazing ended it. And basically, like I said, I've skipped through this because one, again, I didn't get the chance to, but it's the same plot. I mean, it really yeah. is the same plot. Uh, and, and this, this is this boys and girls. This is one reason that Spider-Man was starting just to rot away here in the nineties, mm -hmm. because all the stories after this, beware the rage of a desperate man. They're all four part stories. Yeah. So they yeah. could cross all the Spider-Man titles and there's not enough story in any of them to maintain for it, to fill four issues. Right. And Peter just starts getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And you realize what's happening because I, I figured out when I first saw the mysterious figure with the, uh, with the, the Midtown high school class ring, I thought that's the clone because he's talking to Aunt May or whatever on the phone. Aunt May's having mysterious conversations with this guy. It's got to be the clone coming back. Uh, and so what was clearly happening, I think, was the deliberate sabotage of Peter's character to make him look goofy, to make him look crazy, to make him look unstable, so that Ben Riley would come off looking like the smooth, calm, collected hero. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it, it's like... And like I said, there's, you know, the way Peter talks to Mary Jane is stupid. Peter goes to the graves of uh, Uncle Ben and Aunt May. And I think he goes and, and or does he go to his parents grave in part one? Let me let me check on this, boys mm. and girls. But it's it's he has this ridiculous conversation that, you know, like, why did you leave me? And, and things like that. OK, yeah. Why did you now he goes to Richard and Mary's graves, you know, and, and, he, and he basically acts talks like a five year old. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, why did you have to leave me alone? It's like, you know, Peter, I thought you were raised by a couple of good people. I mean, yeah. you know what, you know, it's, it, it's, I, I don't, but then again, I was raised by my normal parents, natural parents. I guess I've never, 
You know, I, I don't know what it's like to, to lose somebody, but you know, Peter didn't lack for parents. They just weren't his biological parents. Right. But that's, that's, that's just kind of the madness that we, we, we get into. And then Demetrius takes it into a whole crazy level with the child within with, uh, you know, and, and, and just this whole, abandon, like, you know, which Peter had never felt before in all these years, you know, this abandonment, Peter all of a sudden has these abandonment issues. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which very forced doesn't make a rat's ass worth of sense, yeah. you know, and, 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 and we were getting this every <clears throat> month, yeah, every month. And, uh, uh, and then we get to the clone saga and of course, you know how, you know, that shit pile turned out. Right. Uh, and uh, so, but, but this is where it starts folks. This is start the right. end of the robot parent story. <laughs> um, we, at the top of this show, we, um, gave a list of all the books that came out this month. One that I'm particular, I know, I know you're not prepared for this. Well, are you ever? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> Marvel's Marvel's number four was the death I of Gwen Stacy with uh, the Green Goblin in the eye. Uh, mm-hmm. A great look at Alex Ross cover. What's what are your thoughts on that issue of Marvel's by Alex Ross? I mean, I I, I, I liked it because uh, yeah, I, I one it was the Green Goblin. <laughs> it right. was a green goblin painted by Alex Ross, you yes. know, and, uh, that Alex Ross does a great job with the green goblin. He has a great job with Spider-Man. Uh, the whole idea of Marvel's was that it was a, um, kind of a, a reporter's eye view on the, on the ground when the superheroes are starting to show up. What was the name and, of that, that, that reporter, Phil something. Phil. Phil yeah. Yeah. Phil, I, mean, it's not Phil, I want Phil Sheldon. I think Phil Sheldon. Yeah. He worked for the Daily Richard Bugle, State, right? Huh? Was he, yeah, he, he worked, worked for, for Daily Beagle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he and, and uh, he didn't have any use for Peter Parker, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. but the whole idea was, uh, you know, I mean, he the, the heroes are starting to show up, and so he kind of gives this, and he does all this sermonizing. I forget who wrote it. Uh, was it Busiek? Uh, 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 Kurt Busiek, yeah. Yeah. And so there's all this sermonizing, but anyway, the whole, but the, the way he brings Spider-Man and the Green Goblin and the death of Gwen Stacy into it is because this time the heroes fail, you know, usually the heroes, yeah. they save everybody. They save the day. They save the girl. This time the hero fails. The hero doesn't save the girl, which is one reason why it's a classic moment in Spider-Man, why it's a classic moment in comics history. Um, I, I just didn't care for the overall series, but like I said, Alex Ross painting the Green Goblin and Spider-Man is is a must buy. Vinkman corrects us. Phil Sheldon worked for the Daily Globe. Okay, oh, that traitor. Uh, he worked for that bum Bushkin. Bushkin. Also, Vinkman says uh, adjective list and spec head ads for the Marvel Mart. What is the Marvel Mart? Refresh me. Do you remember? I don't know. Somebody, somebody. You go in and someone says, "Welcome to Marvel." Vinkman, help us. What the Marvel Mart is? Was that Marvel when Marvel was? Uh, selling um, their t-shirts and stuff or was that when they were ah. trying to buy their uh, distrib- distribution apart do you see the ad in the book book jr well not yet marvel vision that's gonna be scary uh, i wonder when if that's a like vision when you get it hold it up to the camera because i'd love to see it oh marvel. yeah selling t-shirts and uh, is what shy town says i remember the marvel mm-hmm. mart I was looking, I'm looking at an adjective list here and I don't see it yet. I do see an ad for mile high comics, a full page ad for mile high comics. Let me guess. It's yellow. Yep. Yep. I remember those ads and, I, and I've been there boys and girls. I've been <clears> to <throat> the mile high comics. I want to go there. Um, Palladium's megaverse. I don't know what the hell that is. 
Oh, high C fruit drinks, the makers of high C fruit drinks <laughs> and the X-Men bring you the juiciest offer in history. You, so you can drink Wolverine's juice. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. You said that I didn't. Uh, I didn't see anything from Marvel Mart. Anyway, um, go go to um, spec and adjective list. Try spec. Well, I did go uh, go to spec. Go to spec. Go to spec. Try okay. adjective list. Okay. Well, I tried adjective list. Go to spec. Okay. Do 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 do. More yellow pages. Superman versus Doomsday. Hmm. Okay. They're advertising hey. that in the Marvel book. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, uh, let's see here. Uh, order by April 2nd and get a free limited Batman Spawn poster. Ooh. Hold, hold that up. That's got to be an ad for a uh, comic selling. Uh, yes, I remember those ads. What was the name of that company selling those? What was that? Entertainment this month. Oh, I remember that. I I want to. I I sold. I want to mailed off for one of those catalogs. I remember those in the nineties. Gainesville, Virginia. I wonder if yeah. they still exist. Oh no. Uh, multi-title sale, juiciest offer. We didn't even cover the fruit pie ads last month. I guess. Uh, <laughs> tops. Well, Marvel bullpen, March. bullpen bulletins. Uh, with the t- cartoon Tom DeFalco. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Venkman, we don't have a Marvel Mart. Sorry. I was wrong. Yeah, I couldn't <clears> find <throat> it. Okay. So, but I, you know, that's, this is a fairly short one. I mean, like I said, I, uh, yeah. you know, uh, but, uh, you, you know, sometimes on these, on these stories, uh, sometimes there just isn't anything you can do with it with them. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, for example, you can take a piece of crap like uh, stalker to the stars. Remember that one? Yes. Uh, the Larry Lieber story. Sometimes you can make a whole show as uh, something stupid yeah. like that and have a blast well, with it. I, I, and I, I mean, a lot of these other stories, it's like, what do I do? You know, what do I do? You just, it's like, you just narrate what happens. I think, you know, it's, in, I think it's interesting that you and I have been doing this show for 10 plus years. And I've never heard your opinion on Marvels. And that was interesting that, that you didn't care for the story, but you liked the art. I never knew that. I never knew that. Well, now you know. I've learned more about my friend tonight. I, I um, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing with me. And this is one reason why I'm a very boring person uh, <laughs> is I don't like somebody trying to part, make me and my money part. And oh. that is how I view all these ancillary series and limited series and mini series mm-hmm. or whatever. You're not trying to entertain me. You're just trying to take my money. And I resent right. people who try to take my money. Marvel's uh, was expensive if I remember correctly, but it was a painted book. It was, it, I yeah. bought it and mm-hmm. it had a special cover on it. It was like you laid something on top of it. So it was double the price. So. The one, the one clever thing, though, the one clever thing, though, about Marvels was that you could tell you could go through it and you could see um, sometimes because sometimes Ross used real life people for his um, for, for the heroes. Right. Uh, sometimes he used his friends like I think J. Jonah Jameson and Peter Parker were friends of his. Uh, but Mr. Fantastic, for example, was Russell Johnson, the professor from Gilligan's Island. Right. I think Professor X was Yul Brenner. Uh, but, but there were, there were some familiar faces sprinkled through that to, uh, bring it back. Marvel's is being re-released. It's called Marvel's annotated. That's coming out uh, currently. Actually, I think there's like notes in the columns and stuff like that. I didn't pick it up. I've already got the originals, but, um, I, for Christmas, I bought, what is it called? I've got on my shelf. 
Marvelosity, Alex Ross. I can't recommend that book enough. It's a hardcover book. It's a collection of almost every piece of art that Alex Ross has done. And in the back of it, JR, is an original Sinister Six story featuring the goblin in the Sinister Six. Oh. Norman is in the book with as drawn by Alex Ross. I'll have to you I highly recommend the book. I'll have to look for that somewhere. Original, like a 10, 12 page Sinister Six story. But is it any good? Yeah, it's real good. It's real good. It's okay. real good. Um, so I, anyway. I have, I, I tell you, there's a, there's a great picture that Alex Ross did of the, of the green goblin. I know exactly uh, the one you're talking about. It's a full face on like after it, a brand new day. Yeah. It was, uh, during, yeah. uh, the, um, I, I've, I've got it at the tip of my tongue. Die with a vengeance or tales of vengeance or, um, you know, New ways, to, new ways to die. New ways to die. That's new it. Yeah, a great, uh, real tight shot of the goblin's face. Yeah. Uh, I've, and I've, I've got, a, I've got a poster of that. And it's I, I don't have it, huh? In fact, uh, it's, uh, <coughs> it's uh, right here. I've never. Oh my I've gosh! It's still- <laughs> it. And so- I've also, and then, and then there's this <laughs> other poster, which is the cover of. I think Amazing Spider-Man 798 or something. One of the Alex Ross ones. Maybe it was 796 when the, the Red oh. Goblin story starts and the Green Goblin is flying out of his glider so, through the Spider-Man symbol. I so have, that's this. And then that this is the full-faced one. I have so, a suggestion for your house. So what is the item right over your shoulder to your right? Look to your right. There is like a wall. Like keep going way in the background. What is that wall back there? What is that wall? It's a wall. No, no, to your left, point point to the left, 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 right left, here. left, that. What is that? Those are my cabinets. That's where I keep all my collectibles. Why don't you hang up that goblin poster on the side of that, and that'll be over your shoulder for every episode. That Alex Ross print right over your shoulder. Hang it on that cabinet. It'd look great. But I'll reduce the condition from mint. <laughs> <laughs> How cool would that I mean, be? That would be that so actually, cool. To, that would God, be that, cool. that's... That that's not a bad idea. What do you think about that, boys and girls? Well, that's I tell not you a bad what, idea. I'm, it's like bad fun, idea. I'm like Feng Shui Jr.'s pad. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, or, or, you know, I guess, it, and I could I could go with this here. Uh, this uh, from the uh, the cover of uh, Amazing One Twenty Twenty Two. Yeah, I bought this at a at a convention or whatever. When uh, Spencer and I went to a convention, I took Spencer to a convention once, and he got uh, he got a nice. What did he get? I got uh, him a. The, the, Punisher. the YouTube chat, Shy Town says, "Do it now, Jr. Do it now." <laughs> no, 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 no. Not we're not going to be. We're not going to be hanging posters at this time of night. I, I always thought. I always thought I wanted to get it framed and matted, though. Take it someplace and get it professional. Oh, go do that, and then hang it on the side of your your cabinets back there. It'd be yeah, a great looking background. Great looking background. Yeah, yeah, I would. So, uh, but anyway, uh, so that was oh, uh, my question. Was, my question. I got to ask you every episode to wrap it up was um april 1994 a good month in spider history no <laughs> no why why explain what you already because did the, the story sucked yeah what else do you need to know the story sucked but no i mean really you have to i, I mean the, just the whole robot parents thing two years this yeah. subplot went on for two years and, and uh, this is just, this is, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. I guess you can't blame 
necessarily place all the blame on the staff at Marvel because mm-hmm. at this time they were owned by Ron Perlman's uh, corporate Raider company. Yeah. Uh, and then they went public. He took them public. But after they, the way these corporate rate, the way these corporate Raiders work, they'll buy a company. Okay. And then they'll, they'll expand it. They'll take out a whole bunch of loans. Yeah. And this is exactly what they did. They took out a whole bunch of loans. They bought Fleer cards. They bought Toy uh, Biz. Panini stickers. Well, they had an agreement with Toy Biz. See, that's oh, the thing. They, they had a them. licensing agreement with Toy Biz. Actually, Toy Biz bought Marvel. Oh, as wow. A, what ultimately happened. Um, but, um, but, but, uh, but so, so what they did was the, they loaded Marvel with debt, just loaded it with debt, and then they took it public. And so everybody at Marvel, I mean, not everybody, but Ron Perlman's goons then, when Marvel went public, they took in like hundreds of millions of dollars, just cash. And, and Marvel then was left with billions of dollars of debt. And then that's when the comic market crashed, the collectibles market crashed, yeah. everything crashed. And that's when Marvel, and the reason, and see Toy Biz, Marvel had, I don't know how Toy Biz, Marvel wasn't too careful with some of its licensing. And I don't know who entered this agreement with Toy Biz, but Toy Biz, I think, had an extremely, extremely favorable deal to produce uh, Marvel action figures. Yeah. And almost like for nothing. I could be wrong, and don't quote me on this, but I think it was Avi Arad. It was Avi Arad and and Ike, uh, Ike, uh, I want yes, Avi Arad was the CEO of the company Toy Biz. There it is. Yeah, I just looked but it, up. it was, but it, but it was Isaac Isaac, the the, the guy who's still in charge now. Um, uh, Isaac the old Putterman. Yes, uh, Isaac yes. Putterman. Yeah. Um. So, but and then when Marvel start, Marvel was going down the drain, and the reason Toy Biz bought it uh, was because I mean nobody wanted Marvel. I mean, uh, apparently, you know, Lucasfilm took a look at it. Uh, you know, really? uh, that's crazy. There were there were uh, other groups that I wonder you if know, Disney looked at it. I wonder if they did. I don't know, um, but uh, and I think a group uh, that was uh, the 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 uh, the guy who owns Mile High Comics. Uh, he was part of a group, Rosansky or something. Rosansky, like that. yeah. They put together a group that considered buying it, but. It just the, the it just was it, it just had too much debt, way too much debt, and uh, but uh, and uh, but T uh, Boone Pickens was making a play for it, but Toy Biz took it because Toy Biz uh, they they realized that whoever bought Marvel was not going to give them as lucrative a licensing deal, mm. so really Toy Biz bought Marvel to say to to make toys uh, for the for the licensing yeah. for the licensing that's so, crazy I mean because Isaac Perlmuter could never read a comic book. And could give a rat's ass about um, about the characters. Avi Arad gets a lot of flack because he's you know basically you know he's a flamboyant egotist and and uh, he produced you know, Spider Man Sony movies. Yeah, everybody blames him for for forcing Venom on Sam Raimi when it was actually a pretty good idea to bring Venom in. So Avi Arad gets a lot of flack, uh, and maybe deservedly so. But Avi Arad saved Marvel Comics. Really. Yeah, I think I think I think he did. He because he loved he gen, Avi Arad for uh, genuinely loved the characters. Avi Arad was a had a motorcycle had a leather jacket with a big spider with Spider Man on the back, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons he knew he knew these characters had 
universal appeal is because he would go, you know, because I mean, Rod was a biker, but he was a rich dude. Mm-hmm. You know, he and Pearl were pretty rich. So he'd go in these swanky clubs and you'd have, you know, rich stockbrokers and people in $100,000 suits coming up to him and commenting on his Spider-Man jacket. You know, so so he knew that there was a great love for these characters. And, and really the reason that, Mar- I, you know, he, he deserves a lot of credit. He really does. I mean, for whatever's happened after that, uh, he, he's a uh, he, he's uh, in my opinion, um, the worst book. You, there's a book that uh, there's a book about this, but honestly, God, if you don't have a business background, it will be it's as boring as shit. Well, uh, you, the un- Marvel the Untold Story, I would highly recommend. They go into that a bit, and uh, Jr. I don't think you've read it, but I, I highly recommend that book. I ha- I haven't read it. Yeah, so. it's really good. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. This was a good one.